I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Who are you going to call? It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guide, Barb Hardly. And in my boy alter ego, I am Brett White, a senior reporter, producer for Desire.com. But I'm not a man, I'm a lady, an all-natural woman. And say hello to the Peter Cottontail, to my designer ghost, Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Hello, Barb. You are looking fantastically retro well, today. Hello, I know. So that you know, I often do wonder if every episode, if every comic is someone's first comic, is every episode someone's first episode, and is someone tuning in being like, "Why did the host just introduce themselves with two names and two genders and isn't talking in a wild southern accent?" It's because I'm a drag queen. A whole bunch of people use two names, and I think it's completely fine to use mm-hmm. both. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I am a drag queen, and I don't know, it feels like it's been forever since we did. I guess last time I was Florence Henderson, so yeah. I was just still in drag. It just felt like a long time ago. This feels like full barb hardly. I'm not being anyone but myself today. You are glamour. You are Aye. glamour on a podcast, which if you are only listening to on Apple Podcasts, you can't see this. So check us out on YouTube because then you get to see what we're then talking about. Then you get about. to see. And now now's to the moment we always wait for is when I show off, oh my God, the entire uh, look, which involves some purple tights and white go-go boots, honey. Go-go boots. Oh, oh Yes. <laughs> You're doing oh that's so that's so nice. It's so retro. Ooh. It's so uh Goldie Hawn and laughing. It is I know perfect. that's actually that was a that was a touchstone was Goldie Hawn laughing. I mean, as I was saying before we started, I feel like I'm, I normally paint Barb as a natural woman. I keep things very subtle and demure. And I was like, well, let's try and do some, let's try and do some drag. And so yeah, I don't know. My eyes are a little bit more uh crazy. So that's about it. Um, and you went with purple lipstick. I don't think Barb's well, worn no. purple lipstick. So I just far. got it. It's from uh, Trixie Cosmetics, and it's it's a nice matte. It's a. I'm I'm discovering Ethan. Did you know that there's more than just lipstick in a tube that you turn and it comes out and you put it on your mouth? No. There's ones with like little wands and you like paint it on. Megan has some Trixie Mattel stuff, See? and I think that well, some of them are the the scruffed. I I've, I've seen them before. Hey. Um, yeah, yeah. I have a Trixie Mattel poster for you, by the way. Oh, I got goody. it at New York Comic Con. I was going to give it to you last weekend, but we were not able to to hang out for Halloween like we like we intended. I got sick. The Paul Lind um, Halloween Barb Hardly's Paul Lind's Halloween special Halloween party. Um, <laughs> which if you haven't watched the Paul Lind Halloween special, it is streaming on Amazon Prime Video, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> Megan and I went through all of the stuff to put up on the walls and get framed. And unfortunately, the Paul Lind Halloween show poster that you and I both bought is not going up on the wall in our living room. By Mitch O'Connell, I think is his name. Yes. Not not the bad one. Mitch O'Connell. Yeah, the other Irish one. Um, uh, I, I will definitely call call him out being like his work is amazing. It's on mm-hmm. Etsy. That's where um, I bought it. Definitely look it up. You can get this wonderful Paul Lind Halloween special poster. You can also have it made into other things like a shower curtain. Oh, I didn't even. Okay. I just bought the print. I could have got it on a shower curtain, even though I don't have a use for one in our uh, apartment. You've That's got a fine. whole backyard now. Just hang it up in a tree or something. Oh, it could be a flag. I could fly it. 
<laughs> fly it exactly. high. Um, exactly. Oh, and so I guess also we should uh, address, I mean, so, oof, okay, I'm going to try and get through this without fucking up my mascara. Um, Mr. Leslie Jordan passed away um, on Monday, October 24th. Yes. Um, and I'm in shock. <laughs> He was royalty. He really was. Yeah. Well, so, so uh, I guess I'll talk as Brett. I don't know. Uh, this is weird. When do I turn it off and on? Um, I just, I feel really barb-like right now, obviously. <laughs> but uh, for Mr. I wrote a thing for a decider that people can go read my, like, eulogy, which, okay, so I had to, I found out that he had suddenly tragically passed, like, 10 minutes before I had to go to a Love is Blind press junket. And so, like, one of my gay role models was violently taken away from us suddenly. And I now have to go spend two and a half hours uh, waiting to talk to boring straight people. And I was kind of like, oh, no. So I was, like, writing this in between interviews and, like, getting really emotional and then trying to, like, get myself together to talk to um, these reality stars. Uh, so I'm glad it turned out and it turned out good, I think. Uh, but basically it's just like, I never saw, you know, I'm a gay man and I don't have gay role models, um, that are over the age of 50 or so because, um, AIDS killed them all because Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan didn't think that homosexuals were human beings worthy of, um, even attempting to save or even addressing period, even though one of their friends, Rock Hudson died of it. Uh, hi, Reagan's. Bad people. Yeah, look look, <sighs> look to the ground when you say hi, Reagan. Hi. Throat goat Nancy Reagan. I don't know where that came from. What book that was in. <laughs> that Nancy Reagan was like, gave the most blowjobs in all of Hollywood in the 40s and 50s or something. Yeah. That's a story I heard. I don't know what. So don't sue me for a slander. I don't know. I'm look, not saying I, it's I true. don't know if it's true or not, but I believe it. I believe it. Um. But yeah, because of that, we don't have any. And Leslie Jordan was 67 and he was allowed to age and be funny and he didn't die. You know, he lived this life. And also, like, I am short, gay and from Tennessee. And so is he. And so I've always basically like anytime I've ever seen him, I'm like, that's my future. And I'm so excited about it. And I, hmm. you know, uh-huh. I it, it, it really uh, is um, upsetting that yeah that happened uh so but i feel like we i had to uh address it i think it's this. important i think that he was definitely a role model to a lot of people definitely a role model to people during the pandemic as just oh god a i mean because we are all without a tether for the last three years um and i well I, shit i mean that's I, that's <laughs> it that's the well see, shit well shit and I, I only saw him on um the cool kids with yeah. uh with that with that cast and he was great like and and i saw his his instagram too but i was never watching those shows like murphy brown and those things when when he when they were on so i came in really late to the leslie jordan i just kind of like oh, yes. knew who he was vaguely and then he was in the cool kids i'm like oh he's that's you know every scene he's in is amazing so i, mean, I guess i can tell this story um <sighs> The Democrats just texting me all the time because they need I'm voting for y'all. <laughs> Everyone else should make sure you remember to vote uh, for Democrats. And I'm not doing that whole like it doesn't matter who you vote for. I'm literally saying vote for uh, Democrats um, because I don't care. No one reviews the podcast anyway. So <laughs> you should. People anyway, spe- uh, speaking of Leslie Jordan, I was going to say so Hearts of Fire was his uh, early 90s sitcom starring John Ritter and Marky Post. Um, They went through a retool and moved to the South from Washington, D.C. for season two. Billy Bob Thornton is also on it. Unrecognizable. Uh, Hmm. I did not. I was like, this is a, it looks kind of like Michael Gladys from Mad Men, which I mean, hot. So, (laughs) so Leslie Jordan joins the cast when they move to the South and he plays Lonnie Gar, who is just like a good, like your, your Urkel Kramer, Reverend Jim style weirdo. And it's Leslie Jordan doing it. And it is Everything he says is like a Southern monologue that's deep fried and is just non sequiturs <laughs> and absurd. And it's absolutely amazing. But so I, I what so for uh, almost 30 years, 
30 years ago, I am a, a, what, a nine-year-old, uh, eight-year-old homosexual boy who doesn't know he's gay, but knew to file this incident away in his brain. Staying <laughs> with my grandparents. Uh, I'm watching sitcoms. Uh, this is probably like, I don't know, CBS Monday night. Um, and my granny, my grandmother, Mama Ruth, it's what I called her. Um, she just overhears uh, a line of dialogue. And what it is, is Leslie Jordan is given a monologue about going on a date with this lady. And my grandmother isn't watching, but she's listening. She's like, oh, turn that filth, turn that filth off. Like, I don't want to hear anything about that. And then she looks and she's like, oh, I thought that was a woman talking about dating a woman. Oh, my God. That just opened up a whole Pandora's box of questions. Yeah. So. So, but like I, for 30 years, I've been wondering, was that Evening Shade and uh, Michael Jeter or was that Hearts of Fire and <laughs> Leslie Jordan? Because both of them are gay men with effeminate voices. And when I was watching Hearts of Fire on Monday night, just to uh, commemorate uh, Leslie's work, which everyone should do. It is actually, a, he's really good on that show. The third episode came on and sure enough, I was like, this is it. And I hadn't seen it in almost 30 years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, well, I will um, I will drink a root beer in his honor. No, I got myself a uh, leftover bourbon and Diet Coke from the party. Yeah. It's the only time I ever get liquor in this house is when a press company sends it to me or people leave it here. <laughs> I have to say that I learned about Leslie Jordan's passing from there's a Tumblr account I follow, which is fake love boat credits. Oh, and no. they just and they'll put like just they'll put up various celebrities in the love boat circle with the with the font. And it's just people, just tons of people. Like and uh, it was they did one with Leslie Jordan on Monday. It just said R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. I'm like, oh, Goodness. shit. That's how I learned was a, a Tumblr account with fake love boat credits well i mean i guess that's what i'm watching right now i feel like we just went on a whole long tangent about that (laughs) Uh, what have we we been watching um what's been good uh oh the cabinet of curiosities garamel del toro's okay yeah i saw that i haven't watched Uh, it we're recording this the the day after the first two episodes dropped Mm. uh it's an eight episode series they're dropping i think two episodes per night so there's two two more episodes tonight um super good tim blake nelson's in the first one uh it's they're garamel del toro's stories that are directed by other people Oh, um, starring cool celebrities and very high budget. Um, really scary is scary. You know, we just like them and enjoy them. If it's on a big screen, they're much scarier. But I got to say, really fun, spooky Halloween. Okay. stuff. I should get into that because I need to watch more uh, Halloween stuff. I've watched uh, all the other two Psycho movies, Psycho two and three. Psycho 2 and 3. From the so 80s. They're on Peacock, both starring Anthony Perkins. He directed the third one. Second one. So what I like about the second one is that the aesthetic and production values looks like an episode of Heart to Heart. Because <laughs> it's from like 1981 or two. And so it just Shot very on much, it just looks like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that. So anyway, I, it's on Peacock. Uh, the third one's uh, weird. Um, but I gotta you know tell what? You, I got to tell you, though, what we're doing for Halloween. I know we are, we're just talking, oh, talking, yeah. talking. Megan and I always do a Halloween horror movie marathon starting at midnight on October 31st, going into November 1st, which is our anniversary. And this year we are watching folk horror movies. So we are watching some version of Wicker Man, either the mm. Nicolas Cage version or the, the original one or the sequel. I have a whole list of other movies that we're going to figure out, like The Ritual or Devil Rides Out or Allison's Birthday or Apostle or Kill List. Blood on Satan's Claw. We've got no oh shortage <laughs> of horror films to watch. And we make like cheese dip and have a whole bunch of a whole bunch of fun. Aww. In addition to giving out candy, which is going to be great. I have to and I have to figure out a time to have my Sam Neilloween celebration. Um, but you know what? This week we will be traveling to uh, October 27, 1986. Crocodile Dundee ruled the box office. <laughs> True Colors by Cindy Lauper topped the charts. And CBS aired the Kate and Allie episode Halloween 2. Ethan, you must have seen Halloween 2 before today. 
I thought I did. And then I watched it. And I'm like, no, I have no idea what this is. Oh my God. Well, I mean, <laughs> so what is your, are you a Kate and Allie aficionado? I am a Kate and Allie dabbler. I watched it. Uh, I think I watched it quite a bit when it, when it was on and when it was in reruns later on. Um, I remember it much differently than it was mm. um, because we watched this episode and I'm just kind of like, oh, this is all, this is like two locations. It's just like, it's the jokes are kind of mediocre. I, th- I, I remember them being better. Maybe it was different writers. Mm. And I, I don't know. I, th- this one struck me as, as not as good as Morgan Mindy that we saw with last uh, week. Uh- so, I mean, I never watched Kate and Allie because it was still too new to be on Nick at Night, which is a problem. I have a lot of 80s sitcoms is because, I mean, I was born in 84. Uh, so, you know, too young to watch a lot of things live and they didn't hit reruns until later. Um, and then also you can't stream Kate and Allie nowhere for some reason. It's one of those kind of like forgotten shows. I got it in my head because I thought I remembered a Halloween episode that was actually from a different show or was Kate and Allie and it wasn't a Halloween episode. I think that's what it was. So I'm like, let's do the Kate and Allie Halloween episode. And we found it. It's on YouTube. Um, But yeah, like I had watched. So I had watched this for the first time, like last year or two years ago, and I liked it. So I've been in my in my holiday watchings i've been trying to find the kate and Allie ones and watch those so this is like maybe one of i think one of two kate and Allie episodes i've ever seen <laughs> the whole premise of kate and Allie is kind of like the second season of Bo- bosom buddies it's just mm. two people living together they, are they two, got kids they got kids they, they're two divorced moms that are best friends they move in together in greenwich village um which there are That's a couple the, of, uh, that is the premise of the lucy show because <laughs> it was um, Lucille Ball and Vivian Vance played two divorced or widowed women who moved in together and they had kids. And then they, we, you screw with that formula where uh, Allie gets married and mm. Kate moves in with her and her husband and the husband's always away. And then the, the show gets canceled because they, you, you mess with, don't mess with the formula. What? You mess with the formula. I'm sorry, Kate and Allie, you are destined to lives without love. <laughs> because yeah. you gotta stay single and living together otherwise the show cahoots gone well it's like you know on will and grace when will marries harry Connick jr or when grace marries harry Connick jr because they weren't going to let will have a relationship on that show uh <laughs> well it's like you know harry Connick jr ain't going to become a serious regular he's got things to do yeah he's got piano noodlings to do around the country <laughs> sometimes sometimes musicians kind of settle down and do the tv thing oh, reba, reba mcintyre great example the legend um so yeah so me i love so now i love jane Curtin. we've done third rock from the sun on this show a number of times excellent i also love so when you read it's right over here live from new york <laughs> the snl book i just love uh jane Curtin's contributions in those early seasons because she's basically just like I was married and had a kid, so I went home. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love did that. Not, I did not go do cocaine until <laughs> six in the morning yes. with all you fun people. I did not essentially live at 30 Rock for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I love that. So the whole show is that is that Jane Curtin is Allie and Susan St. James is Kate live together. Uh, Susan St. James, by the way, uh, this was not the first time they'd worked together. Mm. They were in a bank robbery comedy called How to Beat the High Cost of Living. Is that a film? It's a film. Oh, I should watch that. It is a film. Um, and then Susan St. James, uh, a name you don't hear as much anymore, but mm. back in the day, eight Emmy, Emmy nominations, oh, two God. of them for Kate and Allie. Um, she got Where'd a big the other break. six come from. What was her other show? Well, she was also in a show called um, The Name of the Game, okay, which was an umbrella show, which was a term that I had never heard before. Do you know about this one? <laughs> what an umbrella the, show the is? The penguin produces it. <laughs> it's um, it, it's it's a show that has different elements to it, but they all kind of fall under one roof. So this was a, I think it was private investigators. They all had the same, they all had the same research assistant played by Susan St. James. And every episode would be about a, a, new, a new case that one of the detectives would be on. Oh, so wow. it was like three different shows, but we there was like connecting. They don't make those anymore. Mm-mm. I've never even heard of that format. That's an interesting format. And she was also in It Takes a Thief with Robert Wagner. 
Oh goodness, great! Wait, was she a regular on that? Uh, I think she was. She oh was. Uh, she... she was a featured uh, cool. performer. She was in a couple episodes, but oh. she was also McMillan and wife with Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. Um, See, it is a small world after all. It's a small world, and I keep throwing out these trivia facts. She's the aunt to Krista Miller, who was on Drew Carey's show in Cougar Town, and it was married, married to, to... Uh, Bill Lawrence from Spin City. It's all yes. connected. <laughs> this is just like the little kid with the snow globe at the end of St. Elsewhere. It's real. Uh, yeah. Pepe, I've got buckets full of Pepe. Um, so uh, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about the Kate and Allie episode, Halloween 2. It is the sixth episode of season four, and it was written by Ann Flett and Chuck Ramberg and directed by Bill Persky. Here's how Wikipedia describes the episode. A mix-up during a Halloween parade causes Kate to bring home a stranger who also claims to have brought his dead invisible wife in as well. Ethan, how accurate is that description? Why didn't they just say ghost? 100%. <laughs> dead invisible wife you mean ghost it's a dead invisible wife (laughs) (laughs) if you're trying to order ghost off wish.com you might get a a dead invisible wife ghost is uh copywritten so um (laughs) okay so the opening i don't know how i don't i actually listeners does my does barb's southern accent annoy people i have no (laughs) idea uh i don't know is it because i feel like it's charming if you can actually see the woman saying the words uh but anyway um the opening and so the opening is really interesting because it's just uh kate nally in literal new york city what has happened is it weird hearing my voice come out of bar no no because i I saw a different opening than you did oh wait really i saw the syndicated opening which is different from yours because i saw they they see a super rich car um they're like making fun of it it's like oh it's so big why would anyone have this Blah, blah. And the whole hook of the whole opening is they're like, yeah, who's calling his car phone? Probably his bookie. Hope he loses a fortune. And then the answer machine in the car comes on and it's a woman's car. A lady doctor. That's the opening. Yeah. And the the names are popping up under it. Like, so that's instead of opening credits, it's it's this little bit of the Kate and Alley literally in New York City doing some business. I saw a different version from you because what I saw was it it was a still shot of the Empire State Building with the theme song playing under it and then the credits just rolled it just hit wow yeah that's so weird it must have been like the syndicated opening that they just they didn't they didn't use the front part I I, I just I liked my I like my opening better just because it gave us yeah. um it gave some nice color you know you're really seeing uh the new york of it um the episode begins with jane Curtin is uh getting ready for some trick-or-treaters she's doing business with a pumpkin as mothers do at this time of year if you need your <laughs> actor to be doing something for halloween you just give them a little bit of business with a pumpkin and your problem solved a pile of candy and then a pumpkin and just have them just rustle them around some uh <laughs> so then we get the doorbell because some lovely trick-or-treaters are there with with a mother um who was oh, gloria learned... greenley because yes. they they use her name several times gloria greenley mm-hmm. oh it's gloria greenley she's uh dresses like a witch like a ghoulish like vampire kind of lady but not a sexy kind a traditional kind well she's not like village you could have gotten away with a sexy kind yeah exactly especially if the mom could do whatever she wants um especially so... the night of the halloween parade like i know which is a thing goes. that i've been to that's I really like, yeah that used you to be get... the like the times that I've been there, I'm like, it's too cold to go like without a, like a, with a, without a coat, but people in mm. the parade do. So like more power to them, but yeah. like it, for me, it's cold. I mean, I'm trying to figure out if on Saturday I'm going to go into the city like this. So we'll see. I don't know. Barb has never left her apartment building before. So uh, we'll see. That'll be an adventure. Um, uh, yeah. So, so they're there. Uh, the mother is like Jane Curtin. Why aren't, or Allie is her name. Like, Oh, why aren't you out? And she's like, why aren't you? Oh, my broom is in the shop. Blah, blah, you know, etc. Like just, just some like, you know, business, business, business. Um, and next time there's a full moon, give me a call, which I honestly, I thought that was a weak joke. It got a okay. laugh, but I'm like, okay. Well, they told them to laugh. They had a sign and everything. <laughs> and the sign Probably. says applesauce. No, yeah. no. It says applause. <laughs> so then the uh, two like older boys probably 18 come and they're dressed as dr frankenstein and igor 
It can is. I, can the I, I want to take boyfriends? a step back because oh yeah, because after Gloria Greenlee leaves, some more kids come by. It's just two kids dressed up, and they don't have bags. They just hold out their <laughs> hands and they get candy and they walk and they walk out. Like I'm imagining that was like a prop person being like, "Shit, I forgot to give the kids <laughs> bags." So it's just kids <laughs> holding candy and leaving. Or it's like uh, a family that's ahead of the curve on like eco-friendliness and like we're not giving you plastic bags. You will go get it with your hands and then place it in the car. <laughs> you get what you can carry, and that is, yeah, that it. is it. And then um, we're going home and we're watching sixty minutes. Yes, about how people put razor blades in candy, which they don't actually do. Don't um, actually. We're so they they like we're here for your daughters, which is very horror. Um, uh, there's a moment where like, oh, shake Igor, shake the hand, but Igor just shakes. So, you know, there are these two, it's like Balkan Skull is kind of the vibe. Yeah, they're kind of like good natured Balkan Skull. Uh, the guy who plays Jason Crawford uh, is Ricky Paul Golden. He was a soap, ended up being a soap opera actor. Um, he did three episodes of Kate and Allie. Uh, his friend, Harry, uh, only did two episodes. So they weren't regulars. They were kind of like temporary oh, boyfriends wow. for the daughters but they you could tell they, me they were in the whole season like johnny galecki and um yeah. and uh doyle from angel whose real name is glenn oh my god danzig uh, glenn danzig jeez louise my brain <laughs> um uh, oh and so then the two younger brothers because kate and Allie both have like young boys and older girls correct there that's yes. the, the the daughters are about the same age they're in high yeah. school the son, the, the son, well, there's one son, Chip, played by uh, Frederick Kohler. Oh, okay. So he has a little friend. He's got a yeah, little friend. He's got a little friend. He got a friend. <laughs> you got a friend in me. I didn't um, have any friends and at that they, age. You know, they, they come in, they, they're going to go to the parade and they have squirt guns and they yeah. have eggs and Allie takes them away from um Which is a trope of uh, Halloween sitcom episodes is always like security check or like, no, hold on. Let me empty those pockets. It happens on Home Improvement. I'm sure it happens on a bunch of other ones. I, I mean, maybe it's because I'm clearly a rule follower. I, I never even dreamed of uh, doing tricks on a Halloween night. I go out and have fun. That's the whole point. Well, do our pranks are pranks your fun? Did you prank? No, no, you I'm didn't. a lawful good. I am. <laughs> I do not. I do not prank anyone. I'm chaotic good, and I wouldn't even. That's not my kind of chaos. I've learned. I'm learning like over the last few years of my life. Yes, I'm a lawful good. I get very, very uncomfortable when someone says they're going to break the rules. Not even oh. like. Not even to the point of them breaking the rules. I'm already nervous when someone's like, hey, I'm going to go speed down this road so I can get to the barber faster. I'm like, hold on. Hold up now. Okay. okay. Don't include me in that car. Now I want to know. I mean, I guess I'm chaotic-ish. Probably. But I, I ain't breaking no rules. Uh, except the rules of gender, baby. Um, Boom. So, so then the daughters come down and one of them is the bride of Frankenstein. And the other one is like the Chiquita banana lady. I tried to figure out how to yeah. put this. She's it's just, just like, like there's fruit on the head. There's kind of like a little bit of a calypso top. Yeah. Um, but Kate shows up as well. Mm -hmm. Kate, the, 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 the divorcee roommate. And she is in what has to be the heaviest, like, sweat-inducing rabbit costume, bunny costume. Yeah. That yeah. you know that under those hot stage lights... She is boiling like soup. Yeah, because it's like a bunny costume and then a costume on top of that, like a little yeah. like vest and stuff. So, oh boy. That uh, has to be, you know, that, that's why she gets the Emmy. That's why she yes. gets the Emmy nod. And, and, so and like, I think I think Jane Curtin also was nominated and I believe won Emmys for this show. Absolutely. The queen, Jane Curtin, absolutely. Um, so she's like, I want to like uh, go. She wants to go to the Halloween parade, and uh, Kate's like, "Well, Allie, just dress up. Like you can do, like, come on, let's 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 go." And then Allie's like, "Halloween is for um, children," and like the 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 uh, and, and then the the teenage girls are like, well, "What about us?" Like, well, you guys are borderline grown ups, and also that goes for Kate as well. Kate is a borderline grown up, so you know. Kate's the fun one. Allie yeah. is the more you know. Kate is Joey, and Allie's is Chandler. Okay, I'll I take think that. that's kind of a. I'll, uh, I'll take that. Yeah, 
But the uh, Kate's uh, ideas for what costumes Allie can wear are funny. You can put a raisin in, in your navel and go as an oatmeal cookie. <laughs> Uh, well, and then like, you know, you can, you can grab a sheet and cut some holes and it'd be a ghost, but all my sheets are designer sheets that like, you know, yeah, but they do that. (laughs) They end up doing that. I think that's the, that's the way these jokes are going to go is like, one of us is going to say the joke and we just kind of go, there you go. (laughs) I will say like, I, I found the show, I guess it wasn't like funny. I think I just like, like this episode to me is a vibe. Like. I like the performances and I like the vibe of it um, because I usually, I do not like family sitcoms. You put kids in a show and I'm, my intention's going to like, and the fact that I like these kids because they weren't stupid. They weren't cute. They were just kids. The teenagers were just teenagers. Uh, and, and also the adults weren't either like suit, like stupid or I, mean, I just liked it. Everyone's a smart person. Have you ever been punched in the nose? Uh, why? Once, why? But, but because the feeling of being punched in the nose, where everything <laughs> like my nose goes, is crooked. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything kind of goes cottony, and your vision is kind of blurred and has little stars, and it's like you just kind of like feel your face just kind of like go numb, but there's still like some weird feeling. That's the feeling I got while watching this Kate and Alley episode <laughs> because because <laughs> a it's shot on video. Mm-hmm. B, I'm watching it on YouTube, so the quality isn't great. C, the whole house is browns and yellows. I know, I love, I do love. <laughs> and so, like, and the the jokes are kind of like very mild. It, there, nothing's daring. There's nothing that that's that's out of the ordinary. It just has that feeling of just being punched in the nose and being like, mm, okay, <laughs> all right. See, I like, uh, well, we'll get to, I thought like, I like this because the the plot goes in, in weird uh, directions that are very horror movie-esque, which is usually further than a lot of shows go. Mork did last week as well. Um, Mork, went, Mork went full ghost. Yeah. Full uh, so Kate ends up dragging Allie out to the parade. I also She's just love that they live in Greenwich Village and have this like cool brownstone. Like that's also just like, oh, get me out of the suburbs. Get me downtown. Oh, oh I love this. You know, that. So that vibe I like. Um, but uh, Kate brought back someone else, brought back a stranger named Bill Wells, who is also dressed as a ghost, and she got confused. Totally understandable. It's it's kind of weird that, yes, she pulled this guy in. He was basically um, like, well, you said come to your house. So yeah. Yeah. And Bill admits that he is a widower. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But that um, isn't really final. It's like, well, huh? what? <laughs> yeah. And it's because he is very upfront about the fact that his wife is a ghost. And My wife he, is she's here there. in the room. My, yeah. my wife Elaine is here in the room with you. Um, uh, yeah, and it was, and then like, was Kate, uh, Kate's reaction something like, "No, no, no, no!" Like Shirley MacLaine has led some interesting lot. Like she's trying to like basically like some of my best friends are ghosts. Like I'm fine with this. Please, crazy person, don't hurt me. Like, Kate actually does a t- like Susan St. James does a take to the camera, being like, "Can oh, you believe this guy? He yes, sounds yeah. crazy. He yeah. sounds like he is not in his right mind." 
And his um, wife is possessive, and you don't want a possessive ghost. Oh, this is where I noticed I want to say I love all the Halloween decorations. I love 80s Halloween decorations. They are good 80s Halloween decorations. All those paper, like, pumpkins with, like, the little uh, brads that you can, like, turn them around and stuff. I love Classics. That. Classics. Um, also, Bill won't leave. Bill just... No. He's... he's just... Not it's like he, he starts his, he... to leave and then he just like goes and sits on their couch because uh, Elaine doesn't want to or like she's just like staying in, staying there. Which I mean, hey, Greenwich Village, there's all kinds of people. Some people overstay their welcome. I totally understand like the trope, <laughs> but it's it's also like she's like, how about you leave? And he's like, OK, but then he sits on the couch and he's I, I, and then he has a dialogue with Elaine. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and then Allie shows up I, okay, as a ghost. I did, so this, uh, so Allie comes up as a ghost. Uh, I, when Bill introduces Allie to Elaine, this made me laugh. It's like, oh, uh, Al, uh, this is Elaine. And and Allie says, what is Elaine? <laughs> and, I love, and the way Jane Curtin says that, I love, oh, my, my corset is hurting. I was laughing just then. <laughs> oh, God. Don't they, there was a good line, too, where, where where she tries to get rid of him. She says, hey, uh, you got to go because we've invited some big hockey players over to, uh, so uh, yeah. leave. <laughs> like that, that was that was like a, a good way of like going a little bit too far. She yeah. could have been like, we're having a couple hockey, big hockey players over and that could be like a threat of violence, but no, it is a threat of imposition. Oh, and then they're like, oh, and you know, Elaine can stay. We'll give her a, or come back tomorrow. If she wants to, we'll give her a hockey puck. We'll give her a puck or something. <laughs> da done. Kate and uh, but yeah she elaine will not budge and we only know this because bill argues with her in a one-sided conversation that also makes him look out of his mind uh but he ends up leaving yeah he how does he end I, up leaving how does he leave i just wrote down he leaves i think they got in a little bit of an argument and okay he, right and he left it's like um, you don't like it well you can stay here and Kate and Allie are amenable to it because there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, <laughs> I keep getting them confused. Allie, no, Kate. <laughs> Kate. Like goes upstairs to her bedroom. Some, yeah, to her bedroom. And written in lipstick on her bedroom mirror is, You are not alone. Which, first of all, Drag Race, she's the first mirror message work. Um, and second, th- I like I like that. Anytime a Halloween sitcom episode actually like dips into actual horror and isn't just, I do like a good, the kids are going trick-or-treating and, you know, mishaps happen. But I also yeah. like it like your Stevel uh, episode on uh, <laughs> Family Matters where a killer puppet murders the entire family. Like I like this, like you were not, a, like it's this <laughs> creepy moment. It goes back to, it, you know, it goes back to that Mork and Mindy where I'm like, these are actual ghosts. This is interesting. And for a little bit, I was like, are they doing like a real ghost episode? Is Elaine really a ghost? I mean, well, the ending, I mean, well, you can debate. We can they, debate. You know, they leave the door open after it closes. Now, um, so Kate comes downstairs. Allie's response is like, oh, God, what do you need? Does it need to be repaired, replaced or revived? I thought that was a good line. It's a clever line. I mean, Jane Curtin can deliver anything and just like, honestly, her face, facial expressions made me laugh. I think there's a difference between clever lines and funny lines. Mm. Funny lines don't have to be clever and clever lines don't have to be funny. But for a situation comedy, I kind of like the two to merge. So I I acknowledge that this, that was a good line. Did I laugh? You're not, yeah. No, No. I was punching You can appreciate the the, the writerliness. Yeah. What's interesting is like Kate doesn't suspect it being a ghost. She thinks it's cute. Like she's like, oh, you got to come see what Chip did or like, you know, it's yeah. very. Uh, but then when they get up there, it has been erased. Mama. It's gone. It's gone. It is gone. Um, so then they go back downstairs and then the appliances start going a little the, wacky. As I wrote in my notes, the entire kitchen is George Harrisoning. Got my mindset on you. I got my but yeah, it's uh, which okay, like now noted, remembering like the scope of how they did the of I don't know how they pulled this off. They had people in on it, but it was just like the two. I was just well, yeah. Spoiler alert: the the teenagers are doing all this stuff. 
I guess all four of them could like set up all those appliances pretty quickly. All four of them and Chip and the yeah. other kid. It yeah, was all okay, six of them. Sense. Spoilers. It no. was it was kids. Yeah, and so kids all along. The girls come home and Kate or Allie is like, we're looking for Chip because he's doing all these pranks. They're like, well, we found him. He's out on the corner. And then Elaine, is that you? Lights go out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And that's creepy. I did like when it comes back, Kate having to explain like what is going on to the kids is really funny to me because she's like so uh i let a guy in who was dressed as a ghost and he came in here and his wife is a ghost so she's still here and he left <laughs> it's like yeah that is crazy isn't kate still dressed like a rabbit yes she doesn't take the <laughs> rabbit costume off <laughs> she doesn't take the rabbit costume off well then they, they end up like talking to elaine kind of via like the lights going on and off um and anytime that they doubt the existence of the ghost, the lights go out because she's like, bitch, mama, I'm here. Ah. <laughs> Deal with me. Uh, oh, oh, but then, so w- wait, who's the nerdy? Who's putting Igor? Harry? His who's name was Harry. Kid? I forget the actor's name. So he's like, you know, I, he knows a lot about like seances and stuff. And he's like, oh, because I took it in like high, like a class or something. And then one of the Cater Alley says, whatever happened to health, education and welfare? Reagan, this ghost is a Republican. <laughs> like, yeah, you I, get? dig anything because I'm so used to 80s family sitcoms being so suburban and conservative. Your growing pains, your family ties. This is 80s New York City. Did 80s Baby. New York City like Ronald Reagan? Even though I don't think it was, was it filmed in New York City? I don't know. Uh, actually, it might have been Ra- very rare, but like, I think it might have been. For some reason, that's hey, I, that that is the the vibe that I am getting from the episode. A message from yeah. Wait, um, wait. Oh wait, uh, was it filmed in New York City? Oh god, no, the lights went out, and now they're back. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was not funny to anyone who's listening or to anyone who's watching. So they're like, um, okay, well, we got to spread out now. Uh, some of them go to the basement. Um. On their way down, they say the the jockey kind of guy is like, remember that scene of Friday the 13th? Which one? All of them. I, li- I like that, All too. I don't know. Because <laughs> they're going downstairs to check the basement to see if, if the circuit breaker is is weird, but it's not. Spoilers. Well, but then, oh, but then there's this other, this other, man, for some reason, they gave the, the idiot jock guy some zingers. He's like, oh, that was a rare job well done by a medium. <laughs> clever, clever lines clever. clever lines now when they yeah, get back upstairs they oh get boy. upstairs and they find a skull surrounded by lit candles so this is obviously the doings of chip and his friend which well, would you trust obvious. those children to light all those candles <laughs> it just shows up and they're like oh no and then harry's like you know what this is like a seance i remember i went to a seance once Mm-hmm. And you know me being like who I am, a medium. I'm like, okay, this is another mediums as entertainment kind of fun thing. Okay, I get it. Um, yeah, it's they. they so they, they're like, we'll do a seance, Harry. You're going to be the one who does the seance because they need um, to like get the they need to get Elaine out of here. Yeah. Cause Elaine, oh Bill, cause like Bill comes back and he's like, oh, there's candles. Elaine loves playing with matches. So they're like, she's gonna burn this house down. And this is Greenwich Village in the eighties. Um, oh, there goes my light. Every episode we do of this, my light falls down. I can turn. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm trying to actually go back through. At this point, do we know that the kids are doing it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure. So what was the kids' plan? Did so like they. How did they, first of all, know that Allie was going to be dressed as a ghost to then get this Bill guy to dress as a ghost? Or are these two, is the Bill thing actually happening at the same time as they're like, oh, fuck, we're also trying to prank them? In sitcom logic, that's what's happening. Two things are independent of each other. However, in sitcom writer logic, the two of them are obviously connected. (laughs) because <laughs> i'm like it doesn't make any sense for them to like how do they how do they get bill how did they hook him up with uh 
Kate, how did in like it's wild. Um had they get everybody on board? Like they couldn't have like the whole thing with Bill was definitely spontaneous. And then but they obviously had all this stuff planned. The yeah. the gimmicks, the skull, the candles, the the fuse box, the lipstick, like all of that had to be planned. So this was going to happen regardless of Bill. Bill is a happy accident. Elaine is a happy accident. See, I would like I would like to see the kids panicking about that some. Like, what the fuck? It's like this Bill dude, get him out of here. He's ruining it. Because at this point, so like uh Kate overhears the kids like scheming, and now Kate and Allie are now in on the joke. Um yeah. silly rabbit tricks are for kids is a line that is said. Because, because if you have Kate, a character dressed as a rabbit, yes, they're playing tricks on us. Silly so they rabbit, need to get a ghost kids. because seance time is coming up, and we are now in a double prank off. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the stakes are so low. Well, yeah, that's you know, that's your that's um, your uh, sitcom. I mean, the, uh, the stakes, episode... the stakes on Mork and Mindy was like, I need to make peace with my mother. Yes, Mork and Mindy dead. was like, the unrestless spirits are possessing people and actually moving shit around this house, which we have to sell. Wild, wild, like, unhinged. The stakes oh. here are like the lights go on and off. I, I don't know. So, yeah, so, like, the seance happens. Uh, there's they, they do, it like, a rhyming, uh, oh, ghost who walks and cannot rest, make your presence manifest. Um, and then we find out what the whole thing is. It's, like, it's the two young kids are standing out. They're, they're, they're uh, trench-coating out with, like, a ghost. And I did like when the kid was like, ow! That was a funny <laughs> visual to me. They lift uh, the table up, and then Ali says, "If only it could set the ghost could set the table." Ba 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 bam. But then Jane Curtin crosses her eyes and starts howling, uh, and she starts channeling Elaine. Oh, yeah. and then um, vampire mom, Mrs. Greenley, Mrs. Yeah, Greenley. Greenley shows up in the closet, looking exactly the way that she did before. Mm-hmm. Like a vampire. She, like a vampire. She does a big, like, hands the woo. And since the kids aren't expecting this, they're like, oh, my God. Well, what's that? weird is that they, they don't, they don't really, they just, like, look at her. They have this kind of, like, what? It's honestly more like a, more like a realistic reaction. The reaction of people who are like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Then, like, they actually think it's, it's a weird reaction. Like, that's not part of our game. This and then she's like, she moves fantasy. backwards and the door closes to the closet. Yeah. And, and but so, then knock at the front door. Who is there? Mrs. Greenlee. What? How did she like, get there? I left the front door open and I had to go back. So are we going to do this spooky thing or not? Dressed. That's the, the thing that killed me is that she's dressed exactly the same way as the person in the closet. Who like, is her? Her is, is it? it's it's her it's it's the same actor it's the same costume exactly what she was wearing like they they try to make it be like oh who was that person in the closet like i don't know motherfucker it's gloria greenlee the neighbor from upstairs <laughs> well yeah because like at this point we don't because they then go to like check out and see who's in the closet and i do so this is the thing that i think i just like in general is groups of scared people trying to get the other one to do the scary thing because they're all doing the like, you open it. No, yeah, you can you can open. It. I just it's just like all of them moving in unison. They get there and no one's in the closet. And then there's well, and then uh while they're looking in the closet behind them, again, cool shot, I think. Behind them, you see the front door open and close. Yes. Who is that? Elaine? Elaine, I I guess like I don't. By the end of it, I was just like, this has gone on too long. <laughs> show well, us, Bill... show us murder. Show us like ghosty things. And I get it. Like nine times out of ten, a ghost on the sitcom is going to be creaky old house or someone playing a prank, yeah, or someone trying to scare someone so they can get like money or chase them out of a house or something like that. The Scooby Doo effect. Did I was I were we spoiled by Mork and Mindy? See, but I think 
The ghosts were real in this, man. Does the stinger is Kate being like, so tell me how you did it. And I was like, uh, how did you do it? And they're like, oh, so. You know, yeah, yeah like, sure, <laughs> sure. Like, I'm like, I'm like, OK, soft, the, the stakes were low to begin with. And like, soft, just kind soft. of. Yeah. That's how I kind of felt about the whole Kate and Allie episode. I hate to, I mean, I hate to hate to say it like that, but it's like it was very tame. It was just a very tame episode to me. It was a very yeah. tame episode. I appreciated all of the, the the lipstick on the mirror, like all the the, the horror elements. I uh, like. Uh, uh, are you ready for some must-have facts? Yeah, tell me about, about Kate this. Mm. Tell me about Kate and Allie. Rum and Diet Coke through a straw. Uh, the ratings, 15.7 million households watched this episode of Kate and Allie. And where do you think that it landed in the Nielsen like top 40 with that 15.7 million? Where does that end up ranking? I'd give it maybe, let's say, I'll give it a, a seven. So uh, it is 18 for the week. 18th for the week. Oh, 17 wow. shows did better. Uh, so number five of the week this aired was Cheers, four Murder, She Wrote, three Family Ties, two The Cosby Show, and number one, the World Series Game 7, sports team oh. versus sports team. So whatever. Well, but yeah, I mean, you know, series. that's honestly like not a bad. I The 80s are a weird time for me with sitcoms because the preponderance of cute kids is like we got to... Too many, too many kids. <laughs> Sitcoms become very lesson oriented and less joke oriented and don't like that. So that's why I like Golden Girls Cheers. This Kate and Allie episode didn't have a lesson. I like that. Yeah. The, I'm, the lesson is that ghosts might be real. And also don't let people into your house, especially in Greenwich Village. Yeah. You'll get a ghost <laughs> and a guy who won't leave. And a ghost who won't leave. A ghost who won't leave. When you're um, trying to have hockey players over. I know. Or, uh, one, uh, uh. Uh, the CBS Monday night lineup, which, you know, is an underrated iconic night of television. The CBS Monday night is an ABC Friday is an NBC Thursday. CBS owned Mondays starting here. Uh, Kate and Allie came on. Then my sister, Sam, then Newhart, uh, Barb Hardley's favorite, uh, and then designing women. Oh. And then Cagney and Lacey. It was honestly like the ladies. Well, I think this was actually part of, I think I've seen commercials or print ads for this. Like the whole thing with Monday night was like, it's all the ladies and Bob. <laughs> like, <laughs> which honestly, yeah, lady you want me. I love, that's why I love Bob. I love Bob Newhart because he has just like a nice gentle masculine energy. That's like, okay. I'm Kate a man. I'm Allie. not here to. Can I admit that I've confused Kate and Allie and Cagney and Lacey before? They're very different shows. <laughs> very different shows. Although I would love to see Susan St. James and Jane Curtin as cops. Solving crimes. Yeah. Um, Doing okay, crimes. So, so on this Monday night, what are you watching? Uh, on CBS, we've got Kate and Allie, which the newspapers uh, described thusly. A mysterious message appears on a mirror to Kate and Allie on Halloween. <laughs> I'm not tuning into that. Really selling it. <laughs> I'm not it. tuning into that. Jesus. On NBC, an episode of Amazing Stories, which was the anthology series produced by Steven Spielberg. Um, a smitten teenager helps a flirty cast... A smitten teenager helps a flirty classmate cast a horrible spell over their odious English teacher, Christopher Lloyd. That sounds good. Look, no, I'm hey. going to have you read the other ones, <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, that's my choice. <laughs> yeah. On ABC, it was a movie called Heaven Knows, Mr. Allison. Not Halloween-y. No. So, yeah, it's Amazing Stories, I think. I I would like to watch Kate. I, I think that, uh, again, you know, Parallel Universe, me in the 80s, I'm probably watching the CBS Monday Night lineup, but based off of those descriptions. 
because I'm not I'm not a sitcom. Let's say let like in the 80s, I'm not a big sitcom fan. I'm just into something that's interesting because let's say I'm I'm writing my novel or mm-hmm. maybe I have like some like uh, just hanging out with my dog or just eating some more d'oeuvres. <laughs> and maybe I want something. Maybe, maybe I'm not like I'm just looking at the descriptions. And I'm going to say, you know what? The description for Amazing Stories beats out. Yeah. Kate and Allie, at least this night. And there's uh, another yeah. like episode being like, do you want to watch Amazing Stories or K- the episode of Kate and Allie where Chip kills people? I'm like, well, I'll, yeah. I'll watch yeah. Chip killing people. That'll be that didn't well, happen anybody, but like if they did, like an episode where he like I don't know, drop drop ball like bowling balls off the overpass, dropped an atomic bomb on Greenwich for what? Yeah, uh, if he was like a, a subway slasher or something like that would be <laughs> interesting. I like it is what we'll like you could you could describe this Kate and Allie episode so much more interesting, like. Kate yeah. and Ellie have to fend off a ghost that gets trapped in their uh, apartment during a Halloween parade. Like that is, a, yeah, just more a interesting. Strange than... man brings his deceased wife over to Kate and Allie's, <laughs> and shenanigans ensue. His dead, invisible wife. <laughs> dead, invisible wife. They're called so, ghosts, people. Yeah, duh. Or uh, spirits. Yeah, so very weird. I wonder. I do wonder. Like, who writes those? You know, who knows? Pro- um, not even the intern. They probably just like. They 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 probably throw like five bucks at somebody's you know cousin or something, and they're like, "Hey, can you write these up? Cool." Uh, so on IMDb, eighty Kate and Allianiacs, eighty of them rated this a seven point one out of ten. Would you? What would you go higher, lower? I would give this a seven point nine. I would give this a five and a half. I would give it a five and a half just because it's a little, it's a little outside of the, you know, the, 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 the formula of, you know, we're, we're doing, we're being responsible adults and we're going on dates and we're meeting dudes and we're being parents. Mm-hmm. It breaks out of that and it does something a little bit different. And I, I think everyone was very, had a good time with it. Like people were <laughs> smiling having- and laughing when they were doing it i think i just i don't know for some reason i just like found it uh very very charming maybe it's because it's showing me like a a a version of family life in the 80s that that i can relate to that i can family life in urban living in new york city yeah uh you know i'm i'm into that um let's think about like think about like the 80s like the 80s in new york city was like that's dangerous especially greenwich village like Exactly. They, should be, they should be on the upper upper sides, but they ain't. Even the upper sides were not great. Well, at least the upper west wasn't great in the eighties. No, so city wasn't great in the eighties. Like that, they, it's an yeah. interesting choice. Uh, who had the must see performance in this episode? Oh, it's uh, the guy who played. Uh, let me look him up real fast. The Wait, guy who Bill? played. No, definitely oh, not no. Bill. I, I mean, <laughs> Bill Bill ate more scenery than than like a you know a termite. But um, the guy who played Jason, uh, Ricky Paul Golden, the guy okay. who played Doctor Frankenstein. Uh, yes, yeah. he was a ham, but he was a well-meaning ham, and he came off as believable rather than Bill, who just talked to the couch. Yeah, I mean, I will give it to Jane Curtin. Uh, because I'm a homosexual and I am, I think, required to by our coda. <laughs> you have to always give respect to Jane Curtin over anyone else. She's, I mean, she, she's still great. Um, no, oh, so great. Give her more stuff. Hollywood. Um, must other people see this episode, let's say, at Halloween? There are, and after you've exhausted every other Halloween episode, oh sure, my God. go for it. There are definitely worse Halloween episodes, but I, I give this a four out of five. I mean, it's not like one of my top tier because um, it, it is appropriately spooky and it is you. It is inextricable from Halloween it is 100 yeah. percent Halloween. So I, 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 I appreciate that. The set dressing for me is what killed it, is that that the house is always brightly lit with stage lights <laughs> and yellow and brown and wood and it it doesn't have atmosphere it's just a it's it's a garish set to me and it's just like <laughs> i don't know what's happened to me where i'm like oh it looks so cozy <laughs> i'm like i want to want to tear it apart i just uh like i just want to go to cheers i mean obviously my office i was like let me get the brownest wood i can 
like I, the doors, the doors are white and I put uh, brown, I put like wood paneling uh, wallpaper over them. Cause I was like, I don't want white doors. Uh, so what is this a hospital? No, Get different doors. strokes for different folks. Cause your doors are like metal, right? No, these doors are like, they're wood. Like, yeah. just like bullshitty. Oh, you, I could probably punch through them. I thought uh, you had doors. like big, like industrial, like uh, metal doors. This place, uh-uh. mm-hmm. these people cheap. Um, considering that none of our doors actually latch when you close oh, them. Really? Mine latches, but it's also akimbo, so you have to like lift it and shove it. But like all of the other, a lot of the other doors, just like you push them and they hang there, and you can pull them right open. The cats love that; <laughs> they can't keep them out. Um, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> well, hey, I mean, Allie. we'll, we'll do another one. Oh God, sorry. My, uh, I'm, I gotta just hike the, hike the girls up. I pay good money for, her. um, yeah. I mean, we'll do it. We'll do another episode. I'll in, do another episode. I'll get my toes year, back in A this. real, a real episode, or maybe I'll just actually try to watch it, uh, on my own time. Um, that's saying a lot. You're a busy person. Yeah. I mean, I need to get back to. I'm trying to, I have a lot of uh, weird issue. For some reason, ever since I was a kid, I, I, I need to be watching live television in mm. order. It's like a way to feel connected to the world. And in this day and age, that doesn't, like live television is not a thing. So yeah, like, I, I don't think I've watched live television since like college. I get, I have like a weird, it takes, it actually takes a lot for me to, put on uh, reruns of th- things I've already seen. Like for some reason, my brain needs to be constantly stimulated by new stuff, but new, new current television makes me feel like work. So I have to find like new old stuff to it's a very, I have a, I'm trying to break, I'm trying to like break through free of this and like force myself. I'm, I'm forcing myself to watch a heart to heart almost every day. Okay. That's, you know, which is a thing that I've seen, but I'm like trying to be like, no, try to keep it also feels like keeping in touch with yourself, you know, like like refilling the uh, the tank with you with you gas. This is or, you know, I'm going to be critical here and could be like, hey, Brett, you had chicken fingers last night. Do you want chicken fingers again? Yeah, I want chicken fingers again. Chicken fingers all the time. Chicken fingers wear amazing tuxedos and have gorgeous chest hair. And oh, my God. <laughs> he keeps showing up at just like various like things that I'm researching about these shows. I'm like, oh, there's ubiquitous she was in that with Robert Wagner. <laughs> yeah, ubiquitous. Just oh, what a it what a in, dream. Uh, it takes a thief. She with Susan St. James. She I think she was in the the pilot, and then she came around for like a couple episodes, but she was not like a she was not a series regular. She was like RJ is very handsome on It Takes a Thief. I call him well, RJ because we're friends. RJ. We actually, we actually are friends. He told me if I ever see him to say hi. So, I mean, I'm just saying, just saying. You know, there's not uh, enough hours in the day and not enough days in the year. I, I really wish you could. <laughs> well, hey, that does it uh, for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to Ethan for dropping in as always and talking about some spooky stuff. Um, <laughs> Next week uh, is the 90s and probably the Thanksgiving portion of uh, the Holiday Gauntlet. So if yeah, you're ready for some ep- Thanksgiving, yeah. This is the last episode of the Holiday Gauntlet. We've done... Of, of Halloween. Yes. Oh, well, at least for the Halloween, we've done Kate and Allie, Mork and Mindy, Bewitched. And, oh, Bewitched, right. And then before uh, that wasn't Abbott and Costello. That wasn't actually Halloween, but was also about Haunted House. So, you know, yeah. we've been on the spooky train for a lot. So get ready for a whole lot of people who can't cook turkeys. <laughs> That's what these episodes are all about. Um, but yeah, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about turkey preparation? Check me out on Ethan K55 at Instagram. Um, Ooh. yeah yeah check it out we got pictures of cats oh gotta love gotta love it um you can follow you can follow me on instagram at barb hardly where you will see photos of uh my beautiful visage or you can follow me at brett white on instagram and twitter uh, and you can also read the words that i write as brett uh on uh, decider.com and barb hardly don't write no words because she doesn't need the right words she has the the spoken language she press, talks press, to people. Press. Hardly gets too much press. 
Oh, we okay. Uh, so we also want to hear from everyone else uh, out there in the world who listens. Please uh, leave reviews uh, in iTunes. Please comment on YouTube videos. Watch the YouTube videos. Uh, slide into the DMs. Add us on Twitter. Literally, just like let us know that you exist and have listened to this far in the episode. Need to start doing this at the beginning too. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, do that. We like talking. Uh, and uh, honestly, like the more people invest in in invest their attention, the more I might invest in actually uh, putting music in the episodes, <laughs> or you know, having a regular release schedule. Ooh, I mean, Look, we're we're busy people, Barb. I mean, uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> we are busy. The only reason I exist is because Brett's had a couple mental breakdowns over the past couple months. And this is a form <laughs> of therapy. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Hi. Uh, yeah. So thanks, everybody, for watching and listening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, happy Halloween. And we'll uh, holler at you next time. Why don't you save some biscuits for me? Uh, Thanksgiving biscuits. I don't know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.